The mics are indeed hot. <laughs> They're warming up. We've preheated the oven today. We're about to cook a fresh pod for you listeners. Fresh, hot. Fresh, <laughs> hot, and fresh out the kitchen. Hot um, and fresh out the kitchen. No R. Kelly. You know- <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> this is the, it's not the remix to Ignition. <laughs> Just so you know, this is Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. We love to cover the Dallas Mavs. We like to get into pop culture every now and then. Today, though, the focus is free agency, and I'm joined by a couple of the greatest guys this side of the hemisphere. Um, yep. The, hey, it, wow, you went hemisphere. So, <laughs> that is, yeah. I thought you were going to go Mississippi River, you know. Yeah, the Red River. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the side of the Trinity, you know. Nope. Get real. Nope. Hemisphere. That, that's what you guys mean to me. Anyway, there is no these one guys else I'm talking about. Better than us on the entire continent. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a very high bar to, to get on this podcast. Just but <laughs> there are a couple of dudes that Ben loves more. Uh, in the other side of the planet though there's a couple of dudes in gambia and uh and australia i didn't until now i didn't know gambia was a country so that's awesome Good couldn't take learn. this side of the solar system not yet <laughs> we, we, we got him for it anyway we get joined, it, by, joined by jay bonnie guitar player What's for tongue-in-cheek yes sir tongue-in-cheek renaissance and man a virtuoso fresh off his, active, uh, active fresh off his ladies latest gig and also joined by the goon aka andrew bennett good to be here good to be here good to be here on this the northern north america with all of you in this hemisphere with you both <laughs> in this hemisphere um well let's just get into it guys the mavs had Lots of cap space going into free agency. And with that cap space, we didn't get the big fish that we were hoping for, the ones that we were speculating a couple pods ago on all these different targets that they could go after. But we did pull in Reggie Bullock from the New York Knicks. We signed him to a three-year, $30.5 million deal. And I honestly wasn't super familiar with his game uh, when, when I heard this news, so I looked into it. I watched a bunch of YouTube clips and just like, if any, just heads up guys, if you're making a mixtape, just realize the, uh, you look so much better. If Mike Breen is the one narrating your mixtape, it's just, it takes it to that neck. Oh my God. You know, like bang, bang, you know, like it's amazing. Save so, those Mike, Mike Breen clips. Y'all. Yeah. If you yeah. get the Mike Breen clips, that just takes it to the, to the next stratosphere of greatness. So, um, I'm super hyped for him. He's, he's, a uh, 41% three-point shooter. Um, he shoots 36% from the corner. Um, and I, it was interesting in his highlights, he, sh- he shoots a lot of deep threes, a lot like, you know, Luca and KP. So I was, I was uh, surprised by that. And oddly enough, um, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but ESPN said that Reggie Bullock was the best fit for where they landed in free agency. So that's pretty high praise. I don't know. I think I think that's gonna be said of anybody that gets to join Luka Doncic's team. 
Good point. Any, yeah. Anybody, anybody that teams up with Luka Doncic, is he fits with because Luka fits with everybody. I hear that. I hear that. Well, especially a catch and shoot three point like specialist. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? But wouldn't you say that like he's probably the best potential? I mean, we say we said that we said this about Dolan Wright. We said this about Josh Richardson. This is that third evolution of the three and D guy. Yeah. We've already cursed him. Oh, shoot. <laughs> We've already screwed it up. I shouldn't have said the words. I mean, it's okay. I, I said the same thing from our Twitter account when we signed him. It was like yeah. 2019 was I'm going to make Wright. that graphic. 2020 was Josh like Richardson. 2021 is Reggie Bullock. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I I'm excited just cause I think it's the best like th- wing defender is a big thing when you, when you got these guards and, and like the Paul Georges of the world and, and things like that in the West to have a wing defender like that. I think that's awesome. And he knocks down threes at an extremely efficient rate. I'm excited. What do you guys think? Sorry. I'm talking too much. Oh, uh, it's perfect, man. Yeah. I feel the same way. This is a, uh, my favorite move for the Mavs this, this off season, just cause, um, I was kind of like you. I didn't. I didn't know a ton about Reggie Bullock. Um, but looking into him, seeing what Knicks fans had to say about him, seeing what all, you know all the other guys watching the games had to say about it, it seems like he was a big, big part in Julius Randle's um, All Star season. And he's a, he's a big supporter of Randle. You know, they had great chemistry um, on the court, and and that that's that's something that I really like to hear because you know he's a catch and shoot guy. He's a sniper, and he uplifted you know, Julius Randle to superstar level. And really, he he really exploded last year as well. So he's, he's not a scrub. Like, he, he's – he's last season was really kind of his breakout season. If, if you know, you could – you could – you could inter- – you could uh, build a case that it, that it was a level up for him, that it was a maturing season for him. You could definitely so, do that for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, see, you know, in fourth seed in the East – you know, like I guess they lost, they lost in five games to the, the Hawks, but, but still like a, a, a honest showing from the from the Knicks and an unexpected one too. Like I don't think you know Knicks are never contender. They're never, you know, they're never in the playoff mix. Uh, you know, as far as being contenders, being a real threat to anybody, and and they weren't. But, but, but yeah, him being on the Mavs, I like that. I, I was sort of, I know the Celtics are they're making a lot of movements. I was kind of looking at Evan Fournier. But I feel like we kind of got a cheaper Evan Fournier, maybe, you know, like a, a cheaper, but still maybe equally effective Evan Fournier. So, like, you know, I'm down with that. I, I, I like the trade. I like the trade. I'm a Reggie Bullock guy. What do you think, Goon? Um, yeah, I'm I'm high on Reggie Bullock purely for his old tweets when the Mavs were in the finals in 2011. And he fully has like some people have found old tweets of his where he's like Dirk's about to smoke these guys like Dirk's about to run up on these like uh. he's he's fully he was back in 2011 he was fully um, I mean he wasn't in the league at the time but he was fully like as a fan was fully like a Mavs fan. f the Heat let's go Mavs and he tweeted um, recently nice. hashtag Team Hate Heat yeah what, yep. like one of his first tweets after yeah. he signed oh, and i'm yeah. just like what where is this coming from so, i didn't know he had beef with them like that that's so weird so uh he passes the vibe check for sure for sure um i yeah this is this is tough i feel like we're ga- i don't want to be the mavs fan that has to like gas himself up about like a guy who's gonna be a good like role player like we got a good role player 
Um, we got a guy that can give like Tim Hardaway, can give Dorian Finney-Smith a little bit extra time on the bench or a little bit extra rest. Um, uh, but yeah, like you said, we've we've also I also don't want to get too high on him because we've had this we've gone through this every offseason the last three or four years of like oh my gosh here's this great three and d player that like we're gonna we're gonna insert next to luca and uh i do think i do think reggie is probably has the highest tracker like josh richardson wasn't that great of a three-point shooter before arriving here and we just assumed playing alongside luca would make him a better three-point shooter and it did not um Reggie is a more established and skilled three-point shooter, I think. Uh, he has a better track record. Also, he was a 90% three free-throw shooter last year. He's been in the 80s for like the last three or four seasons. So I feel like that is al- that is almost an undersold part of his game is that like we have another guy that we can count on to make free throws, which for a lot of our guys has been an Achilles heel, uh, especially late in games. So... Um, where, where do you guys see him fitting in the lineup? Cause I, I, the way I'm kind of picturing is Luca, Tim with maybe, uh, Bullock as the small forward and then Dorian Finney Smith and KP as a starting lineup. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I see him like starting and, and being a part of that unit defensively and just to kind of get the offense going. What do y'all, what, what do y'all think? I agree. Yeah. I, I, I could swap out Dorian Finney Smith. With um with Max, I, I could swap him out for a couple other guys to be honest, um, but but yeah, he he plays big minutes. He he could handle it. He could handle it. So yeah, he played um how many play? He played thirty minutes a game last year. Right, is most he's ever played. You know, so uh, he's probably looking at this season like, all right, cool, I'll be playing big minutes. Started sixty four out of sixty five games too. We get, we got his uh, stats up. Like, what what's he's, interesting uh, is looking ready back, for it. looking back at those highlights. I didn't real I I mean I realized this but I didn't know this too well is that the Knicks really didn't have a whole lot of like knockdown shooters. They had a lot of like like Julius Randle, they had, you know, R, uh, RJ Barrett. They they didn't have they had like guys that um like were good like in the paint area or like creating the mid-range. Um so a lot of his a lot of uh Reggie's highlights are him being the clutch three-point shooter, the go-to guy in the clutch for the Knicks. So, like that's that's another aspect of it. I think that you know takes a, l- a little bit more off of Luca's shoulders. He doesn't have to have, be the one that creates. He can, you know, give it to somebody else in the clutch and know that like, yeah, he like hit like three or four of these last year with the Knicks. Like I know he can. He's dependable. He can do this. So that's another exciting element to it. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all have any to be the to be the resident pessimist here? We still need a secondary ball handler. Handler, do y'all worry that we? Because like the, I think Reggie is a good pickup. I'm not sure how much it moves the needle like this season, um, but like in the Clippers season in the playoffs, it became really apparent how none of the other guys on the team could create their own shot. Reggie doesn't solve that problem. Um, he's still a guy that like is going to need the feed from luca to get his shot um so it feels like and i think this this speaks to a lot of some mavs fans disappointment in the offseason so far which could be solved 
you know, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Yeah. But it feels like we are like last season, last off season, it was surround Luca with three point shooting and defense and we're going to be good. And this feels like we're doing the same thing again after it kind of sort of failed last season. Like mm-hmm. the, the thesis last season was, look, all he needs are good defensive players and three point shooters around him. He'll create and we'll run the table. And that, that, that theory yeah. didn't really pan out. Yeah, this is something that's kind of like kind of annoying as a mass fan. Like you, you want your franchise to have a plan. You know, like they there shouldn't be a there should be a clear plan for what you're gonna do. And we have a clear plan. It's like is keep Luca at all costs, give Luca a ring at all costs. And 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 that's not a deep enough plan though. And and I feel like what they're doing this offseason is establishing that. Yes, that that what you described just now, like that is exactly what the plan is. Like just surround him with shooters, because and we could get into this uh, if if we want to give our off uh, if we want to give our off season grades. You know, um, I think I think we're literally just kind of doing the same thing. Like we're we're like our plan is to key is to try what we did last year, basically yeah. the last uh, couple uh, years, and, well, and I, I, I I'm willing to give it another shot just because last season was so crazy. And we I actually get, we pushed the Clippers to seven. So like I, I, you said, it's a failure. I wouldn't call a season a complete failure. I think this Mavs team, as constructed, can snipe. You know, I think we could steal a, a first round series. I think we might even could steal a, a favorable first round series. You know, we, we goal, might even think, get that. Too, you know, yeah, I think that is the goal. I think that's probably their plan. First round series at minimum is is kind of the goal. And I think part of last year, you know, if you want to list all the things that went wrong, you could talk about the whole KP injury situation. You could talk about people like a bunch of players getting COVID in the middle of the season. We had that snow apocalypse that kind of kept them from practicing. And despite all that, we were still able to be like competitive in in the Clippers series. So I think that the things that are different this year is this, this new coach is, is potentially going to give, you know, players a chance to play where Rick wouldn't last year. I think you're going to see uh, hopefully a new reinvigorated KP with a new part, you know, with a better role than he did have in the playoffs last year. And, and I think last year, the, the message was three and D, but the three point shooters weren't reliable. And the defense was like league, like almost league worst. If I remember correctly, like after it was all said and done, we had a pretty like terrible defense. So having Reggie Bullock in the starting lineup addresses that wing defense uh, in, in a more effective way than Josh Richardson would and like getting uh, like shooting from like Sterling Brown. These two guys are uh, 42 and 41% three point shooters. Like no one on the Mavs can, you know, 35 is, is good on the Mavs, but now you've got people that can knock them down potentially and, and kind of, you know, uh, make it easier. I don't think it, I don't think everything's fixed at once. I just think that we're, 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 we're facing a new direction where a lot of change can happen. Whereas if we still had the old regime with Rick Carlisle and, and Donnie Nelson, I think it, there would be a lot of um, justified pessimism for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous that, that we're not doing enough. I'm, I'm nervous that we don't have enough balls and, and that's going to hurt hurt Luca's career it's gonna hurt 
it's going to hurt our chances of even keeping Luca. You know, it might hurt our relationship with him. I, I just worry that, you know, not going balls to the wall, not not constructing these like outrageous packages for these stars. You know, the fact that we're not doing that, you know, it's um, is. It, I think oh. it's a risk. Honestly, it's a risk. Like you're kind of like rolling the dice on on the three. You know, you're kind of rolling the dice on the Luca ball working. And um, and I don't like that. That makes me a little nervous. But but if it works, like like you said, but like you said, been like they're improving in in that strategy. I think with with these moves. So so like they're moving the right direction. Maybe it's not the right direction. I wouldn't have moved that direction. But but. You know, at least they're executing a plan. It seems like you know, I, I give them props for that. Yeah, I Jay, you use the phrase like the plan is assemble a winner around Luca at all costs, and I think I sent you guys the link to a tweet that shows that the Mavericks aren't going all out at all costs. Yeah, um, we rank near the bottom of the barrel when it comes to cap figures and when it comes to just paying players like. Tim gave us a discount this off season, which is wild. And that's great. Like props to you. The loyalty is wonderful, but that money isn't going towards bringing in the quote unquote, big fish. Spencer Dinwiddie through a sign and trade, like signed for like 21 mil a year. The Mavs could have easily matched that. Yeah. Uh, there were numerous other players and we'll see again, offseason is not done but there were numerous occasions where it's like huh these other teams are i mean like guys are signing for not exorbitant amounts i think the demar Derozan trade is one of the more skewed like expensive but it's still like 24 million um so it's not like we're breaking the bank it doesn't feel like there might be a new front office, Nico, we might have a new GM and a new head coach, but it doesn't feel like we're going all out. It feels a lot like kind of the Dirk years, especially the second half of his career, where it was kind of like, let's make incremental changes. Let's make little tweaks here and there. Let's pick up, you know, a free agent here and there, or a role guy here and there, and maybe that will instant and they're so well i think we'll see how it turns out i think what's what's tough about like making the big move is it it, like it takes two to tango and and this this offseason had a lot of older veteran free agents they are basically like riding off into the sunset with your mike conley's and the kyle lowry's and and a lot of those players are on good teams or they're they're projected to go to good teams or they want to go to situations where they're familiar or, or things like that. Now, Kyle Lowry in theory would have made us a contender right away. He would be, I think you have a great chance to win a title. Um, but I, I, I just think like this off season, like, I think we might be more dashing uh, assets, whether it is like the, the two contracts we just picked up and Brown and Bullock or, or, or the, the draft capital that we have, maybe we're like waiting for like a Bradley Beal trade or something like that. It seems like they're very particular on trying to fit like, you know, get that right superstar. And also what's tough is KP limits what you can do because you've given so much draft capital to get him here. And 
you know, you're, you're, you're basically saying like, Hey guys, would you want Maxi, Dorian Finney Smith or all these guys? And other teams are like, no, like I'm good. Like I've, I've got my whole starting lineup is better than those guys. And you're, <laughs> you're, we don't have a lot to offer be, and we're, we're kind of handicapped because of the KP trade. So the, we, what was, was tough is having all this cap space and not being able to spend it on, on the big free agent. I get that. Um, but I guess my, my outlook is I think we can still be competitive in the West. Um, as long with, as Luka Doncic is on your team, yeah, you're gonna, you can be competitive. The question yeah. is, are we a championship caliber team? And I think that remains. But I don't think that's on Luka. If anything, that's on KP. Like there, I was going to say, like, a, <laughs> another thing we got to talk about, if KP does come back, if, if, if KP does perform to where he's supposed to, then we're good. <laughs> then we're good. Then we're good. We don't even, then we're on the right path. You if, know, if him and if him and Luca can get on the same page, I I'd say we'd be a top four team in the world. No, Luca Luca just needs to. I mean, KP just needs to get on Luca's page. Yeah, that, like it's not <laughs> like that. It's not a it's not a fifty fifty thing. Like Luca doesn't have to come to KP to like help him. Like it's no, you're playing next to a generational talent, and this this brings me. At some point, we, we, we got to get into off-season grades here. But, and this kind of goes into my thinking when it comes to that grade. I think a lot of Mavs fans, fair or not, were looking at this off-season hoping that we would not be as reliant on KP coming back. Yeah. And we, we are leaving this off-season still reliant on KP to be the number two guy. Like, like part, you guys just said, right, you no, guys just totally. said, you guys just said for us to be a championship team, it is all reliant on KP and his knees and staying healthy and shout becoming out to the, Mav DeLorean who made and that become, point. Yeah. <laughs> and becoming, shout out Mavdo, just yeah. being himself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and fair or not to Nico and to the front office, everybody, Mavs fans were kind of hoping, mm, we need to make a move so that we aren't like we're going to be on KP watch again. We're going to be on KP injury watch again this season. Right. Nothing the Mavericks have done this off season is going to change that. And, and I think that that is the source of a lot of fans disappointment with I, the moves that have been made so far. I hear you. What, what I kind of, I think the point I was trying to make earlier is this free agency is not, has not been a whole lot of people just signing deals and leaving their teams. It's saying, Hey, I want to go to Miami because we've had a good relationship with, with, uh, with you. Like, I, I want you to get something in return for me. So because we don't have much to offer, we like, we can't really get on, on these trades for these good players. Like that's kind yeah. of the, the short version the of what I should have said earlier. Um, but like nobody wants our draft picks who haven't gotten any playing time and nobody wants our like bargain bin guys that wouldn't get any playing time on a competitive team. This is, this is where we at Donnie Nelson here in this segment of the podcast. Yeah. Y'all, Look y'all at making the mess great that you points. left for Nico, man. What a jerk. We have no leverage. <laughs> and in teams like the blade, like teams all over the East, all over the place have leverage, real leverage. And, and, and a lot of teams that don't have leverage, have leverage to like give up to, to, you know, you look at the Kyle Lowry trade. Like if you can't, if you're not going to, if you're not going to give him the perfect send off, if, if it's not going to be like this perfect thing for him, 
then and then you know it's not then make the trade bro like then you know re, you start rebuilding whatever and um hopefully the blazers do that too <laughs> um you know that that remains me i don't know what they're doing but oh, zach collins and uh norman powell yeah i uh blazers are blazers <laughs> the blazers are where the mavericks are yeah frankly. yeah i think Except they're, they're even they're they better they, because there's there were the Mavericks are, but they should just give up Dame because they're not going to keep Dame happy, and <laughs> okay. and you're not gonna you're not gonna win a championship. So we'll, we'll say they're for smart. They give away. Yeah. All right. All right. Grades. I need I need grades from out. you guys. Before we get C grades, C's I get degrees, C. but C. Yeah, C they, they get a passing grade because it because like I said earlier, like it looks like they're at least being somewhat cohesive in their like in their um, thought process and execution. Yeah, and their thought process and just, I guess, strategy and, and what, what they want for Luka, it seems like they're being cohesive because we've, we've been getting these guys that are projected to be great shooters, are projected to, to be great wings, or at least decent role-playing wings that are, that are supportive and up and uplift stars. Um, that's what we've been going for. And I yeah. I'll give them a C. I'll give them a passing grade just because at least they're at least they have a plan and they're and they're and they're making moves towards that. It, it, it would be they can't get higher unless they get some testicles about themselves and like and really make some big moves for some guys that are gonna get get us a ring and, and get Luca. Bro, we have Jordan. Like we need Pippen. You know, we need Pippen. So so if they're not gonna get Pippen, then then we're not going to be, uh, you know, you could argue that maybe we have Pippen or maybe, you know, maybe we, we already is too late for that because we already got him. And it we, hasn't fully blossomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably the best case there is, but um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. C for J, okay, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, we're going with me. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'm right there with you. I, I'm going to go C. It has the potential to become a C plus hmm. if we get Drogic or if we get Markinen or whatnot, or if we if we add an additional piece, um, and if we dump, and it becomes a C-plus if we dump one of these centers. Um, I'm sorry, Willie, Dwight, Boban. It or, gots to go. <laughs> yeah, one of y'all has to go. And quite frankly, I tweeted this out. I tweeted this at the pod after responding to your tweet earlier, Ben. I kind of like Dwight more than Willie and more than Boban. Uh, yeah, and, and, no, I get and, that. And, 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 you know, yeah. we'll see how Moses Brown works out, but uh, it, it's just unfortunate that Dwight's contract is the one that we're going to have to offload to open up cap space. Um, so, yeah, I give it a C. If we stay pat, it becomes a C minus. Like, it, beca- mm. like it, it becomes dangerously close to failing in my mind. Yeah. If we, if we stand pat and don't make any additional upgrades uh if the powder stays dry like if we let Drogic just stay in toronto or if we don't make a move on like a schroeder or a markinen then then i think if you if you were if you were standing pat if you were staying the same you're stagnant if you if you're like making marginal improvements and there's an there's an argument to be made that this isn't even marginal improvement. We're just like treading water, then we're drowning. Um, so yeah, we're okay. we're kind of tippy toeing between that failing grade versus like maybe moving forward. Going in for me, going into the off season was about getting some more three and D and getting a playmaker. And 
we sort of accomplished one of those things. Um, we, we signed two guys that, you know, average over 40%. And I think that could, could kind of help right away in that shooting department. We haven't even talked about Sterling Brown at all, which like he doesn't, he doesn't bear a lot of mention primarily because I worry that he just takes playing time away from Josh Green. Um, I think he'd be more of a shooting guard. So that that's how I have him in the depth chart right now is he would be the backup to Tim Hardaway is what I would think. Um, that's what I was thinking too. And I have, I have Josh Green as like a, a weapon that we have that we haven't even unleashed yet. That's what I think Josh well, Green is. I think the bright side about Sterling Brown is, is he's been coached by J kid before. So they have that, that existing relationship and, um, nice did that he's six, five. So he's long and he, I feel like we either have really short people or really tall people. It's nothing in between. <laughs> so Bullock uh, is six, six, Luca is six, seven. Brown is six five. You got a good size. Dorian, team now, Dorian yeah. is six eight, six nine. I was just thinking about like Bobon and KP, and they're stupid tall. And Moses yeah. is Moses is seven foot two. Also. Yeah, so that's another stupid tall guy. Um, I guess so. Just to get to my point, uh, just to be brief, we needed a playmaker. So far, we haven't gotten one as of three forty three on Saturday, and um, I would say C plus because we did get better in shooting. And we have a better wing defender. So that's where I'll leave it. Now, real quick. Did you give us a letter grade? He yeah, said C plus. He said C plus. C plus. Okay. Yeah. Always the yeah. optimist. I'm the yep. optimist of the pod. <laughs> so in in uh um anyway, so now let me just kind of talk to you guys about the guys that are left in free agency. Who like who should we who should the Mavs be targeting with? either a trade or with whatever's left of their money, who should they go after? Go. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, man, you hate to see Kawhi turn down his option and then, and then go right back there. I wish he, I wish that was still a thing. I was, that, that's really the one that I was like, this guy, if we get, if we, if, uh, if KP has any type of resurgence on any level and we have Kawhi and Luca, filmed, then, then, you know, we can't complain. And, you know, like whatever happens, happens. But like, you know, like we shot our shot for real. So like and I don't see a lot of moves where we're like really uh, shooting our shoot, shooting our shot for real um, well, anymore. So, so I, I would guy. like Schroeder. I'd like to pick up Schroeder, I think. OK, um, if we could. He's being stingy. But if we could, um, you know, if, if he if he gets a little more desperate. If, you know, I think he's pretty desperate as as of right now. Uh, I don't think so, he expects to go like this. So yeah, I think we have a good chance of maybe getting him for a small deal, <laughs> a small supportive deal. Uh, it would be nice to have him on the team while KP's like while while we're like you know whatever we're doing with KP. Well, KP's got to get got to get his shit together. <laughs> it would be nice to have some sort of support from Schroeder. I think that would be a great move for them. He's he's a Mavericks killer. You know, I think he, I think he's he'd be a great Mav. He's a foreign player, German guy. Like, you know, he probably um he'd probably you know have good chemistry with our guys. So, so you like the Schroeder move? The I like Schroeder. I like Schroeder. Yeah, I like Drogic too. I'm not as high on Drogic as everyone else is. Um, and I mean, seeing as he's already gotten moved, I'm I'm just sort of like, man, I wonder if I wonder how how much how much uh how how the gears are still turning with that, but. Um, Drogic would be cool. I think more realistic and more even maybe even a better better pick for the Mavs is getting that six man of the year candidate, Dennis yeah. Schroeder. 
I would like that. And seeing that how he's still just hanging out there, he's still just a free agent out there in the open. He didn't want to play with the Lakers. So he didn't want to play with the Lakers who are going to win the championship probably. Um, you know, okay. That's well, another, yeah. that's another pot. Entirely. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. LeBron Stan, calm <laughs> we, we'll down. Have to, we'll have to have an all in or not about it when it comes yeah. to this Lakers roster. Okay. This, this that's a good idea. Home. I'll have to add that in. <laughs> um, I'll uh, just to kind of back up what you said. So last year, Dennis Schroeder averaged 15.4 points per game, shot 33% from three point land, had 5.8 assists and 1.1 steal. So for me, I would go after Schroeder more than Drogic because I, he's a, Schroeder is a, a better defensive guard. He can help force turnovers. And he can score himself or he can get other players involved and he can be that second playmaker for cheap. So I'm, I'm shocked that the Mavs haven't jumped all over this. And I actually just saw like a potential trade that would involve the Mavs and the Lakers where the Mavs would give uh, the Lakers JJ Redick in exchange for Schroeder. And I would, I would do we do still have the rights to JJ Redick? He's a free agent himself, isn't he? Yeah, well, free agents like are getting sign, traded. Like all a sign like, and trade. Yeah, sign and trade. Huh. Who would you pick up, Andrew? Sorry, I didn't mean to derail it. Yeah. Um, I am one of those people that's kind of high on, on Drogic just because I've I've loved him for a long time and he fits the bill as like an over-the-hill point guard that uh, like is past his prime, but the Mavericks are going to pick him up anyways. Uh, the The Slovenia connection is also big. I think having having a player that like Luca really loves and respects, um, like an older veteran player uh, to bring in. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm. Yeah, I mean, again, getting Dennis Schroeder, like we're all kind of presuming. Oh yeah, we could get him on the cheap because like he's getting desperate. Um, I still think he's he's still gonna ask for fifteen to twenty million. He's I gonna think we'll ask, overpay. But he's if we gonna get a short ask, deal. He's gonna ask for a Tim Hardaway esque deal, uh, and one that that's one we're not willing to give. Um, yeah. Mm. So I lean. I think I lean more towards Drogic. Uh, but I will say two guys that are still available. There's a lot of noise that's been made about Markinen. I would love to have him. I also think he'll be too expensive. Um, but a guy that might not be too expensive, Paul Millsap, old man Millsap. Uh, I talked about him last year as a guy that like, I would love to see the Mavs pick up. Um, I don't think he, 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 the, the thing about him though, is that he is going to be competing for playing time between Dorian, Josh Green, uh, probably some time with Maxi, and as much as I would love to have him as a veteran guy, it probably means one of those guys either gets benched or gets traded. Um, so yeah, I, I lean more towards Drogic as like our last move or our last big move probably of the off season. I got a trade idea that, that a friend brought up. And as I was scrolling through just other players, I thought of this, um, I'm curious. It was a hot. It was a hot debate in the group chat, but I'm wondering what y'all think. Would y'all trade KP for Ben Simmons? I would make that trade today. No, I would. 
we need shooting around Luca. That's the thing. Like I think we got that already. And if KP is going to just stand in the corner, like elite, like that's what Ben Simmons does. Like, you know, <laughs> if Ben stand- Simmons is going to be your playmaker, you need elite shooting around, like around. We don't, I don't, that wouldn't. So, yeah, I would not, I wouldn't make that trade because partly the, 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 the that seat, that series against the Clippers is not indicative of, KP KP's abilities as a player. I I put that I I talked about it in the postseason kind of review. I put that on like on on Rick quite quite frankly, and on whoever else was kind of making personnel decisions and kind of strategy. Um, the fact that like Boban got more usage than your quote unquote second best player is a is a travesty uh, in my mind. Yeah, and for all of the for all of the issues health wise and just player fit kp was still a 20 points per game guy last year uh was averaging nine rebounds a game like 20 and nine is not anything to like to turn your nose up at um and while i love ben simmons as like a defensive player and as another creator another ball handler i think i think yeah, I, th- I think Luca has that covered pretty well, and we don't need a guy that refuses to take layups as the secondary creator next to him. I'm willing. I'm willing to continue with the KP experiment for one more season, rather than ship him for Ben. I feel it. I feel it. And you were uh, you were on mute. About, the yeah. mics are not hot on your end. The mic is icy. Mike was cold. My bad. My bad, y'all. Um, I was colder than Ben Simmons from three. That <laughs> implies that he takes answer. a three pointer. Uh, y'all, yeah. Ben Simmons could. I saw this joke earlier. <laughs> ben Simmons could have won a gold medal with the Australian team. He, well, not a gold medal. He could have won a, a Olympic medal. He, no bronze. They won bronze. But oh. but instead he like stayed home and like worked on his three point shot. That's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the he whole was like, plan. He was working on his plan. game. He's been working on his game. Well, I, what what I was saying while I was on mute was both of those players' stock is low AF right now. So yeah. <laughs> like it, that that's like almost the only other like star you could trade KP for just because like hey our star is doing bad your star doing bad maybe they'll do better <laughs> and you know we swap places. God, um, imagine a team that has KP, Joel Embiid, and Andre Drummond. My God, God. I don't Ooh. think <laughs> I don't think uh, KP could handle being Joel Embiid's teammate because I feel like he would just. Ab- verbally abuse him in practice and then kp wouldn't know what like wouldn't know what to do i feel like kp would just be i feel like kp would like that though i feel like kp would be i feel like he would like being mb's bitch because <laughs> no. kp don't want to be joel Embiid. you know joel Embiid is joel Embiid. joel Embiid is like he's out here he's playing like shaquille o'neal sometimes like uh, chris Sabs, he wants to be like you know i, I don't know do, he, he wants to like just shoot mid-range yeah you know, he wants he wants to do dribble moves and shoot mid range and do stuff like Sixers that. Like, want, do the Sixers want two injury prone, like big men? Really? Yeah. You're gonna no. go small. Yeah, we, we have to throw in. You could throw in somebody else and maybe make that trade. No, I feel like they might make that trade though. They might make that trade just Since, straight up. They got like really similar contracts, I think. 
since we're exact basically same contracts, already, identical contracts. Yeah. Well, since we're basically already talking about the in the the whole the rest of the NBA in our next segment, we'll dig into NBA free agent frenzy coming up next. And now we're back. Were you giving us a break? Nice. Were you giving us a? Was that a? I like a break. <laughs> Were you I cutting just, into a commercial break? Yeah, I just I thought mean, we I'd do have we try. do have sponsored well ads i guess but yeah it's the same ad Uh, i'll have to re-record it but anyway we're back we're talking nba free agency um everything that went down and like what i want to know what team moves you liked what 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 deals did you like what whatever what 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 stuck out to you guys in free agency i'll tell you a move i really loved i love dwight howard going back to the lakers bro because Shocker. why Howard was a major Shocker from the he's LeBron why they won. <laughs> he's why he's why they won again. Like he was a huge part of them winning as the heat. Having him as a back backup center was mad. It, I don't even I, really looking back. I think he started a couple, a couple games in that series against the heat. And that was an unusual move at the time. Like he was a very solid backup center. And then, and then they started him to shake things up and it, and it worked flawlessly. And then, you know, they won in like what, five, six games or something. So, I mean, like, and then they got rid of him right after that. It's like, I don't know. Uh, Dwight Howard going back to the rot, going back to the Lakers. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I like Dwight Howard. All right, let's just address the elephant in the room. Jay is clearly a LeBron stan. He thought Space Jam was a classic. He loves he, <laughs> he, he, he loves everything LeBron. Notice, notice though, he didn't mention the Russell Westbrook trade, which is arguably the bigger move That's for a bigger the move. Lakers. But he's more focused on the Dwight Howard because he doesn't want to talk about how the Russell Westbrook trade is like. Mm. Yeah, I think the exactly. Dwight you, Howard you, yeah, you, you trade see right makes me, more yeah. sense, <laughs> or the Dwight Howard move makes more sense than Russell Westbrook. I think just because that when, when the move was initially made, he's uh, you know you, they trade Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Everybody's thinking, myself included, how is that going to fit with with like LeBron and AD and you need shooting around LeBron and, and Russ is not as characteristically historically not been a reliable shooter. And then they bring in the mellows, the Kemp, Bazemores, the, the Wayne Ellington's of the world, all these dudes on minimum contracts. And I don't know if that fixes everything. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I think that defensively they they're losing a lot with Caruso going to the Chicago and then, I don't know. Now, now I guess Anthony Davis is forced to play center, which he's not comfortable with. So I don't think things are just going to mesh and fit together just because LeBron is, is, you know, at the center of it. That's kind of where I'm at. What do you think Goon, about these Lakers? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm split because part of me looks at it as like the like Oh three Oh four Lakers where they picked up, like an older Carl Malone and Gary. Oh my Payton. gosh. Yes. And they, and they were like, let's, and they still had Shaq and Kobe and Gary Payton. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mentioned that. Yeah. Carl Malone, Gary Payton. Payton. Yeah. My bad. Um, the glove. Uh, <laughs> and I, to, to tell you the truth, I'm kind of like Jay where I think the, the more important things are like Dwight Howard, Potentially Carmelo Anthony. Who else did they pick? Jay, help me out. Who else did they pick up? Picked up one other. Malik Monk. Um, Malik Monk. Malik I Monk. think, yeah, I think Malik Monk 
to have him instead of Kyle Kuzma, <laughs> like I think those moves are more impactful than Russell Westbrook in a way. Um, in addition to that, like I've I've gained a little bit. Of, I've, I think we dog on Russell Westbrook a lot because he was oftentimes in the Western Conference and was was a pest to Mavs fans, like when he was with Houston and in Oklahoma City. But I gained a lot more respect for him after his tenure and with the Wizards and just how he was able to kind of almost will that team to a playoff berth. Yeah. So I'm not ready to say that like, oh, the, the spacing is going to be so bad. They're going to be so bad. Like this, this is just not going to work. Like LeBron, I believe that those guys can find a way to make it work. And if they're just the stingiest like defensive team in the world, I think that, I think that is fully a possibility. Um, I do think age becomes a factor considering the reason the Lakers couldn't get it this season was health. Just the injuries got to them. And you didn't really necessarily solve that by getting a 32-year-old Russell Westbrook and a 38-year-old Carmelo Anthony. And you didn't solve that problem. Um, but, but yeah, so, so I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm, I'm a little more optimistic about it, I think, um, than maybe you are, Ben. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not all the way to Jay and like Stan status here, but yeah, I think the Russell Westbrook thing is really funny. Though. The discussion around the Russell Westbrook thing is really funny to me because because there is a lot of like, oh, he's not going to fit. He's like, he's really inefficient. He needs the ball. Da 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 da. But you know, we're talking about a team that's old. We're talking about a team that's injury prone. Like Russell Westbrook being on the court trying to get minutes, you know, having the ball, being such a such a you know sucking the air out of the court that's that's a good thing for an old team i think i think i think when russell westbrook's on the court and then lebron's on the bench i think we're gonna see it's it's gonna be crazy bro like i I really think this team will i I would i maybe would bet money on it like today that the lakers are are in the finals um like i i i don't see i don't see how that's i mean yeah it's a question it's a weird it's a weird move it's a weird move but i think for the Lakers, for this Lakers team, I think that that's a, a, a decent move. And I think it'll pan out well and better than I, than I think we expect. Because you got to look at it like this, too. Um, really, th- this might be coming to the forefront of my mind because I've been watching the Olympics. And, I, you know, you've been watching the track and field events and things. When you watch the track and field events, especially the distance ones, they talk about how you run off the other runners. Like the fact that y'all are running at pack and y'all are going there, like you see the other guy catching up, you want to catch up, too. Like. I feel like having a bunch of old NBA legends on a team, having several old older NBA legends who don't have rings, I think I think you're gonna get them run, like like doing that exact thing, like kind of bouncing off, like using each running other's together. energy, yeah. running together, going for the same thing. Like Melo doesn't have a ring, Westbrook doesn't have a ring, bro. Like and and there and it's time is ticking. So LeBron's got a he's he's got goat status on the line, like. He's got, you know, he's got history on the line, the history of the whole game. So I think that these guys are really I, I think that this is like uh, this is Uncle Drew. Like, like this is like <laughs> this is literally Uncle Drew. <laughs> okay. That is greatness. OK, he's, I'll have to make that edit. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great point. Um, yeah, we'll see. 
I, I think just the way the league is going and with, with uh, LeBron and AD's health kind of in question, I, I can see this backfiring. But they do have, they, they're going to get a full off season and they got kind of a longer off season because they got bounced on the first round yeah. for the first time in a while. Like LeBron is just sipping on his wine, watching, watching, you know, space jam or watching Watch the those, royalties yeah. come in from space jam. Like they're going to be ready to go. Um, Are they going to record space jam three? In the off season, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm curious. Uncle Drew too. <laughs> Uncle Drew too. <laughs> I'm curious to hear. I'm curious to hear y'all's thoughts on probably the team that made the most moves or like the most drastic changes. The Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah. I'm curious to. I'm curious to hear what I you guys think. That. I I think that this is how the Mavs want. Mavs fans want the front office to spend the money the way the Bulls did not necessarily go for fit, but just get talent on the team. We'll figure it out when they get here, you know, because uh, you've got Zach Levine, who's their core young guy. Who's just awesome. And he's like a 27 point per game score. But then you add uh, Alex Caruso to come off the bench. You add Alonzo ball to be the point guard. You add DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan. And they traded for Vucevic last year. So in a weird way, they've almost got, I would say, uh, three, th- like three top 20, f- uh, like th- three of like, like, I guess I'm trying to find a way three to like, like th- top, top 50 30, players. Top, top 30 or 50, 30. depending on who yeah. you ask. So it's like a weird mix. Um, but I feel like their offense is going to get just turned up just because of the way Zach Levine plays and Lonzo's going to get all these dudes right, the ball right where they need it. Uh, then DeRozan can work the mid range. I'm I'm excited for this team. I wanted DeRozan on this team so bad, but you I wanted DeRozan on the Mavs, not on the on, Bulls. On the yeah, Mavs, I did not I want. Heard, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't that, trying. That to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's what I meant to say. But yeah, I'm excited about that team. I think they could they can make some noise in the East for sure. Yeah, I think the East is wide open, man. Like, yeah, the Bucks won it. Yeah, the Nets are the Nets, but like. I think that they could, you know, they could, I think they could be, they could pull a little, little Atlanta Hawks with this roster, you know, like they, they could, um, I think they'll make some noise, man. I, I like the moves they've been making. They, they spent just seem money like, like the Atlanta Hawks. They spent bread, a lot of, a lot of shifts going on, a lot of, a lot of creativity they could work with. Like, yeah, getting DeRozan was, was a, was a, a big move for them. I like getting, even getting Caruso, who like, I don't know, like, I, I like Caruso. But he he hustles though, you know. Like he might not be the best player on the on the floor ever, <laughs> or you know, he might not be the top three best player on the floor ever. But he's but he he hustles on the Lakers. He yeah. he was happy to be on there. Defense, he was happy to be sure. on the team. He was hustling, and um, he's made a name for himself. You know, just being a bald white guy. And I think he's I, I don't think he takes that for granted. Like I think he I think he's making his money and he's like really being he's he's a baller, um, strong on defense. You know, strong support for the stars. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bulls. I like the Bulls moves. I think they'll be like maybe top five seed, possibly with the, with the roster like that. What do you think about the Bulls? Game? Um, I'm I'm actually I, I it's an improvement, but the Bulls were a lottery team last year, so anything's an improvement. Um, <laughs> I don't think this makes them a top four team in the East, and I think and I think they get bounced in the first round. Like I think they become a playoff team but nothing else. 
Um, Which is a big improvement from where they were. Sure. Last sure. Year. But like, I, I kind of, I was thinking about this last night. I view this as kind of like in like 10 years or so ago, when the Knicks, like they got Amari Stoudemire, they got <laughs> Steve Novak, they got Carmelo Anthony, like they got Tyson all this Chandler. talent. They, get, they picked up Tyson Chandler, like, oh man. And then did they ever make like even a conference finals? No, no. Like, oh man, we got Raymond Felton. We got, we got Tyson Chandler. We got, we got J.R. Smith. Like, oh man, let's go. Let's like, and not a peep, not a peep. So that's how I kind of view this as like, sure, you guys are going to be good enough for like the fifth or the sixth seed, or maybe, you know, maybe you get like a top four seed in the East, but you're not going anywhere with that. Like, like enjoy a short stint in the playoffs, but like the Bucks, the Nets, heck, even the Sixers, I think like so many of these other, even the Hawks, Charlotte has made some great moves. Like they're going to be continue to get better. Um, so yeah. it's, it's definitely an upgrade, but I don't, I, I don't see it being enough to make them kind of like put them in anywhere near like championship conversation. Okay. I guess I feel like, I don't know, like I, where me and you differ, because I feel like we kind of see this team in the same way, but like where me and you differ, I feel like the other teams in the East might be weaker than they look, than they appear. Um, yeah. yeah. Versus, you know, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I feel that. Definitely uh, a playoff team, but yeah, I don't, I don't expect much more from them. Let's see what else happened. Oh, um, what y'all think about Kyle Lowry to the Heat? I like that for the Heat. I think he would make us better than he would make the Heat better. But that's because the Heat are already better than us. Are they? They got swept by the Bucks in the first round last year. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, first round, first round exits for both of us. Either way. Yeah. Like I think we're at the same place, but like. I don't Ben's, know. Ben's about to be like, but no, we're in the West. We have a tougher <laughs> strength of schedule. Like we, like we took the Clippers to seven games. Yeah, but we were still fishing after the first round. Like we were still going home. We took so. this Clippers to seven games. Well, that counts. We had a better playoffs than they, than sure. they did. But I, okay, I, it's fine. hard to compare. Hard to compare those two. But yeah, I, he he went for the comfort route. He wanted to ride up in the sunset and right, you know, with hang out with his bro Jimmy Butler. We could not compete with that. So, I mean, I'm happy for I him. Think, I, just I think low-key underrated in the Heat's offseason is that they kept Oladipo for kind of cheap. Ugh. Yeah, that's um, good. They kept Oladipo. That is, that is the really frustrating thing because it always feels like for the Mavs, it's an either-or. It's like either we get – either we keep Tim Hardaway or we get Mike Conley or Kyle Lowry or like either we – either we sign one dude or we lose another but then you have miami a team like miami where it's Ooh. like oh no we're gonna we're gonna re-sign butler we're gonna re-sign we're gonna re-sign robinson. oladipo and we're yeah. gonna sign we're gonna re-sign robinson and we're gonna go out and get kyle lowry yeah if if you have if you if you're located right next to the ocean you have a real advantage in free agency so it seems nba free agency is almost like aquaman like unless there's an ocean nearby, you're not gonna be able to do anything. <laughs> okay, Thanks. fine. That's pretty <laughs> great, right? Look at all these signings, like at Lakers and the Heat. They're basically like, 
getting all these minimum deals. Like, yeah, I was thinking Dallas, that is, Dallas has got no no state income tax. Come on, bro. I that just got back matter. from L.A., bro. Like only the only three cities that people care about if they like L.A., New York and Miami, bro. Like even talking to like you talk to a couple of foreigners out there like they don't even like other cities aren't like dallas is not on anyone's radar is like we're from dallas so i think that's it's i think i think we're, we're because infected. They, that's because they just say they just say texas yeah they don't know they don't know anywhere like anywhere. and dallas ain't even texas to a lot of people like they that like dallas, dallas is not texas to some people a lot of people houston and austin are texas which is like i mean that's crazy to me but you know that's how other people think so so yeah like that's a good point being like yeah <laughs> aquaman gonna, yeah I'm real proud of that one. I've been thinking long and hard and trying to know how to word that the right way. I like that. Yeah, I thought that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll have to send that out later. But um, I guess we're we're now at the point of the pod where we get to do our new or debuting our new segment. Come at me, bro, and don't at me, bro. How does this work, listener? I'm glad you asked. Well... First off, we come up with a take that we would plant our flag on, a hill we would die on. That's a come at me, bro, take. Whereas uh, the don't at me, bro, take is something that you're not at, you're more ashamed of this take. You're not super proud of it, but you, you know, you maybe wouldn't tell a whole lot of people. Well, in this pod, we're telling people, everyone who's listening is going to find out what, what, what takes we're ashamed of. So, uh, hopefully we'll we'll get intro music for this segment in the future, but it's the first one, so just deal with it. God, deal with what we got. Okay, this All isn't right. our first. This isn't our first. Come at me, bro. Isn't it? No, I I think we've talked about it, but we never did it. Now, what okay, was the other sure. bit we did that was similar to this? Oh, we could, let's we, just jump we've in. Done, we've done all in and not about it. All That's in, not the about one it. I think we've actually done. But yeah, we've done that one a couple times. I like this one. Let, let, okay. Let's, let's give it a shot. Let's see what y'all, we got. y'all go first. All right. Come at me, bro. It's, I hate to do this, man. I, I hate to just like really just go back. And I kind of teased it earlier, but like, it's too late for the Mavs to do like the, the KP trade was, um, was kind of a death sentence. It was, the, the, the verdict is out on the KP trade. Yeah, the like the, is the case is already like like we're already. It's too late. Like we're talking about all these free agent moves. I think it's too late for us to sign a big fish. I think the KP trade ruined the Mavericks, and it and it and it. If KP doesn't pan out, this is going that that's going to be the move that that lost Luca, is is uh is KP, because he was because really. We're talking about, oh, we need this. We need that. We need that. We already got it. We already got it. So I think, um, yeah, um, come at me, bro. I think we literally lost Luca with the KP chain. <laughs> and that's kind of, that's like, really all like this other speculation is just hope because we gave that guy so much bread and he was the guy. So um, I, I think, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Come at me, bro. We lost Luca. With ben, uh, we're, we're going to, to lose Luca because to of KP. Him, you're you're muted. Just one thing I'll throw in there. Uh, I think there are reports that Mark Cuban and I guess uh, front office management or whatever they're going to Slovenia to sign the five year max with Luca. So it seems like that's a done deal. 
but I oh, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I don't think yeah. I don't think Jay is talking about we're gonna lose him right now. I think he's saying Luca is not gonna be a lifetime Maverick because KP has kneecapped any oh, yeah. chances I, yeah. at at building a winner around Luca, and we're not gonna win like the way to keep Luca is we need to win a championship in the next five years. For Hopefully sure. multiple. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's going to want out of here, bro. Like, and, and, and we're going to be, um, I'm trying to think of a good, good analogy. Cause I know this has happened many times in the league before. I'm I surprised just, you just didn't just say LeBron. That would feel like I wanted to say LeBron default, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what's your don't at me, bro. Take before we go too far down that route. What's, yeah. What's your, don't at me, bro. This is, so and this is, and to spec to, to clarify, this is the take that we're kind of ashamed of or that we don't. Yeah. Want. Kind of ashamed. Oh. oh, don't at me, bro. Lakers are winning the finals and it's, and it's not even close. That doesn't sound like you're ashamed Wait, so of it. You're ashamed of that one. But you're not ashamed of saying like KP has ruined the Mavericks. I would reverse. You know, I might have had the yeah. You know, I might have the premise. Yeah, let's flip flop those premises. But either way, either way, don't come at me and don't at me. Like either way, like don't like. Come on, man. Like I'm winning ten trials. Either way, so. (laughs) Okay. Don't at me or come at me or nut at me, butt at me. Yeah. (laughs) None of that. Thank you. That's what I got. That's what I got. Thank My bad. That was a, that was a impeccable. Goon, okay. what, what's your come at me, bro, take? So I kind of already shared mine. I tweeted these at the pod, and I also shared them earlier. The one, I don't think the Bulls. I think the Bulls are like the 2012, 2013 Knicks. Um, that's the come at me. Um, also, like kind of a come at me, I don't think Kyle Lowry really does it. Uh, for for the heat either i think so you don't you don't think, it, think that makes them con- serious contenders i yeah i i don't think 30 million a year for a 36 year old point guard of any caliber makes you the guy um that's a now, good that's now a the sons the sons are paying 40 million plus to like a 37 year old point guard so or actually no it's 120 million over like four years so it's really 30 million a year for for chris paul um, but we saw them just make the, make the NBA finals. So it's kind of, I'm not sure. Uh, I also shared the one that I'm kind of ashamed of, but like Jay, I'm actually kind of proud of this. I don't know. I'm struggling with the premise. Like the fact that I like Dwight Powell more than any of the other centers on our team. Yeah. yeah. That's like, spicy. I think, That's I think, spicy. <laughs> I think probably, and I've probably said this before, I'll go for another shameful one. I don't want Boban on this team. Uh, I don't like, <laughs> I think he's there because it's like, oh yeah, like maybe this will make Luca happy. Like that's a good, having, that's a good shameful his, one. Having his, he's loved by all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he. Everyone loves him, and I love him like personality wise. But again, it's like it's like getting it's like picking up a guy who's like, oh, Gigi Reddick has this great podcast. Okay, can he stay healthy and can he shoot the three? Like, can can, can he rebound? Like, can he play basketball? Because I want to know if he can play basketball. So. Yeah. yeah, all these little moves that are like nibbling around the issue of like, let's keep Luca happy. When the way to keep Luca happy is win, like win some basketball games, win some playoff series, win an NBA championship. And it feels like Mark Cuban is allergic to pay, make to pay to spending money, and so he'd rather just try 
literally anything else besides spending money to yeah, yeah. get Luca a winner. He's going to spend a lot of money on Luca, which is fair. Like, yeah, roll up the roll up the Brinks truck, but he's not spending money anywhere else to try and get us a winner. Um, yeah, you just ah, this is weird, yeah, man. you hit. It. That, those are those That's are all good, really good. Really good. I think yeah. you got the the premise pretty well. Jay, take notes for next yes, game. Yes. Yes. He time. will. Hey, Jay, Andrew, th- Jay thanks is, for bringing it, bro. You're making up making it up for my Jay slacking. Is, <laughs> Jay is just Jay is just incapable of shame. You know. Yeah. That's the yeah. Thing. He honestly like we need to figure out a different way to do it. He has no shame. Okay, uh, man. I'm my, ready to shame you over some of these takes. <laughs> Come on, lay it on us. Oh man. Well, I kind of mentioned earlier my come at me, bro, is uh, is uh, Russ will not work in LA. I just don't. Th- I don't think that's gonna uh, fit well together with all those pieces there. I don't need to get in- into ben, the minutia. Ben also thought that uh, Giannis would never win a championship in <laughs> Milwaukee either. So yeah, we gotta uh, yeah. we gotta revisit that. So pencil <laughs> pencil the Lakers in for the championship. Lakers in five. <laughs> Lakers in six. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Like, ben. Go ahead those, ben. Don't get me started, man. All those injuries didn't happen. Whatever. Um, so another come at me, bro. Take uh, is um, I just don't think KP is the. I kind of sorry not to like take all of what Jay said. I don't think KP is the fit for Luca. Um, I really just hope that they're, I know they're going to try to force it and figure out something new for him, but I. Uh, I think there's a best case scenario where we just up his value and then send him out for on a trade. That's uh, that's kind of what I hope happens because I honestly don't see the the long term fit. Um, I think we're just overpaying a part time player, and he, he if he if he doesn't fit on the court with Luca, then he got to go. So that's my come at me, bro. Take my don't at me, bro. Take this is a. Uh, um, <laughs> this is, is to my team evaluation skills, which Andrew could tell you are not are not the greatest. So just bear with me. So, <laughs> uh, so Kemba Walker uh, signed with the Knicks, and uh, Evan Fournier signed with the Knicks. So first off, I think uh, Kemba Walker is going to be revitalized by playing for the hometown team, and I think Evan Fournier helps out their their offense a lot. He averaged 17 points a game with the Celtics. So. My take is they're going to be, uh, they're going to be, let's see, like a top four team again next year, but they'll be better and more well-rounded because last year there was a, they were like a gritty defensive team. Are the Knicks going to win a playoff series before the Mavs do? Oh, you're not good. going that far. You're no. not going that far. Go that far. I, Go okay. that far. Honestly, you're building the case. <laughs> I, I guess it's, they would have to beat a five seed. So let, let, let's say they're going up against the Bulls. I'm. How do you feel about the Bulls versus the uh, Knicks in the first round? Yeah, I take the Knicks. Knicks I'll have bet, the defense. I'll, I'll bet on the Knicks today. I'll bet on the, the Knicks today. Bulls have the <laughs> offense, so it could go. Anyway, I, I guess though the part that I'm ashamed of is it's the Knicks. So this could easily backfire, but they've been on an upward trajectory recently. So yeah. that's my my don't. Have. This this reminds me of another potentially shameful take of mine. It is that I am jealous, and I tweeted this from our account, Loki, a couple days ago. I am jealous of every other team's supporting cast. Around like this bench? Like, they're, like, 
I look at I look at the Pacers and I'm like, man, I wish we had Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon and and Solomon. Like, man, I look at the Bulls and I wish we had assembled some of that talent around Luca. I look at Charlotte. Oh man, if we could have assembled that talent around Luca, I look at yeah, the but Fox. all these yeah, all these teams have like had draft picks stashed for days look, and they've got all these like contracts that are easily moved. We're locked fine. in with freaking KP. Fine. That that's they're, the point though. Like we haven't like you know we haven't done anything. <laughs> the they're playing by the same rules we are. It's the same, like, there's the same number of hours. Like, it's, oh, God, I was about to drop, like, the, the 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 hustle, like, you know, the billionaire play of, like, there's the same hours in the I have the same amount of hours in the day that you do. Um, Gary B like, over here. Okay. <laughs> like, like, the Lakers, the Heat, the, I mean, even the Trailblazers. Like, I'm jealous no, I'm, of the I'm Trailblazers agreeing you. I'm agreeing with you. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I that think some of that like grass why. is greener. Uh yeah yeah so i think that is part of that but yeah like you're not wrong though like it is kind of yeah it's something to be ashamed of <laughs> yeah I, and, and let, okay before we for, let me before I forget let's read let's see if we got any replies on twitter we got one reply one reply besides my own okay let's all right. uh success our winner we'll give him a shout out and his Twitter handle is at FFTVS and you can find, and I guess, what do you call that? Like right next to his handle is like the, the name or whatever. It says oh, Jadakiss old head yeah. Stan account, AKA jukebox Joe. All right. Jukebox Joe, his come at me, bro. Take is Harrison Barnes is better than an unused TPE and Justin Jackson TPE trade uh, players, uh, traded player exception. And uh, his don't at me, bro, is Josh Richardson is better than an unused traded player exception and Moses Brown. That's, uh, I see a trend here. Traded player exception. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. This is the Harrison Barnes thing was what tipped me off. Like that was, the, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me when it came to, Donnie Nelson is terrible. Front office, yeah, yeah, because and like mid game too. Because That's so I stopped. Well, it's it's not that. It's the fact that last season, what what I would have given to have Harrison Barnes on this squad last year, right? Someone like, who could create we, their own bucket. We, Imagine that we we beat the Clippers if we have Harrison Barnes on our squad. We make the second round. Yep. Rick Carlisle might not be like we. we we're in a totally alternate universe. The same yeah. goes if we like if we had drafted Desmond Bain, which I've ranted about. If we had kept Seth Curry, like there are so many what ifs. So th- I totally agree, uh, Jukebox Joe, with the Harrison Barnes thing. Jukebox um, Joe knows what's up. I don't know about that last one with uh, he does. Josh he gets he gets the shame thing right. That's part because. Because yeah, Mavs fans it. are going to shame you to no end if you're like, I actually kind of like Josh Richardson. Like, I kind of yeah. wanted to keep him. Mavs fans are going to roast you to death. Yeah. With that take. That was a bold, that was a bold t- yeah. take. And, and we applaud you for it. Two bucks, Joe. By the way, Ben is Jadakus, not Jadakus. Jadakus. I know, he, I know he's, he's probably <laughs> oh like God. furious that you said that I'm you so said Jadakus. Jadakus is like one of like the hip hop fans. He's like a revered <laughs> top 10 of all time. Like, 
And if he's a Jadakiss stand, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I went to... I thought that was fine. I never heard of Jadakiss before. <laughs> oh my God. Just thought I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Man, he probably hates me. I wanna I'll just have to let you read the next one that I can't even try to pronounce. I was that's so embarrassed. That's God. Just, God. Just kind of He'll funny. probably kind of ne- never listen to our pod after that. <laughs> I'm so- I'm sorry, Jukebox Joe. If you turned, I'm sure you turned off the pod already and gave up. We are. Us. We supported Jadakus and Jadakus here. On this <laughs> like, that's the most white person way to say that. Yeah, uh, just like, from from a hip hop fan, it just it just sounded really funny. But, I'm sorry, yeah, that, that's that super that cringe. <laughs> oh my gosh! In, co- in case you couldn't tell, I'm I'm one of the white hosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could we could not tell before Ben. Um, well, now you know for sure. They weren't, they weren't sure at first. <laughs> oh man! What a pod! That this I think has that's been it. Buckets and Beyond. This has yes. been Buckets and Beyond. That's where we end it. You can find us on Instagram at buckets be buckets and beyond, and then on Twitter at buckets beyond. Shout out to Jukebox Joe for partaking in our last minute shout out service. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the response. Yeah, real one. For real. A real one. And um. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, keep you guys posted if we got any more pods coming soon. Uh, we might just kind of hang out until something drops on the Mavs end. If we end up signing Drajic or Schroeder, we'll put a pod together. The and, Mavs uh, aren't done. The Mavs aren't. They ain't done. We ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. We are indeed done. We are not done yet. Um, as soon as as soon as anyone says we're not done yet, it's over. That's it's how over. you know it's over. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, that's our pod for the day, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We out of here. Adios. Peace out. Peace out.